Hey, this is James H. Carr II from the Creepy Kingdom Podcast and the director of the Foolish Mortals documentary. And when I'm not making documentaries and creeping around my podcast, I'm listening to the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Hello, humans! (laughs) The trials and tribulations of our clapping is just ridiculous. Um, But you have reached the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I am your host, Pachinetti. Today, my co-host, Dave. I think he's like over in Universal or something silly like that. I don't even know. Him and Joe uh, Quadroni? Quidgetometry? Quid pro quo. Quid pro quo, Joe Quidditch, I don't know. They're over there in the Universal Land, or they have been the last couple of days, with um, our friend Rebecca Toon. So I hope you guys are having a blast. I hope you're not getting stuck anywhere. Actually, I do. I hope you get stuck on the worst ride there, and you have to ride it all day long. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway, um, tonight I am joined by two amazing Mickey Dudes rotating commentators, Jeff Williams. Flash photography, I wouldn't. That alters the homing signal, and that's not good. And from all the way across the pond, Stephen Maxwell. I'm surrounded by idiots. You know, tonight I think you actually got the two smart guys. Yep. So I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know how much about idiots, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. As the show goes on, we I actually Jeff won't, Jeff's fine. I will actually probably prove your statement to be more correct. <laughs> so Anyway, let's think about this. I, I just returned from Walt Disney World. I was there for nine days. And Jeff, you were just there recently. And it was a sad day for many people. Or a sad week. The great movie ride closing down. Ellen's universe of energy closing down forever. Never to be seen again. And I walked right by them and said, oh, line's too long. Not going on it. Because I couldn't care less that either <laughs> one was closing. It didn't bother me. I did, I've been on them before. I didn't care. I don't care. Don't care. Do not care. So all the hate mail that I'm about to get, please please forward it to Chuck in the chat over at Twitter or at Figment's Reality. <laughs> They'll both get back to you right away about how much they couldn't care less either, I'm sure. But, Jeff, you had a different uh different experience while down there i know that you were down there and you actually rode them um for the last time is this correct yes it, apparently disney uh pollsters must have pulled a bunch of pet genetics because i don't think they, <laughs> they they don't care to keep them around that's for sure uh yeah we were there we, we hit both of them up um I, pat you're just you're exactly right you know uh we are very sentimental about the great movie ride losing it um, but you know, I still would not have ridden it without a fast pass. I know that sounds bad, but I, I got a fast pass for it and wrote it, but, um, that, that's just kind of how I work theme parks in general, but it was definitely a sad weekend. Um, in general, we, uh, I was fortunate enough to, to go tag along, uh, WDWNT had an amazing last minute, uh, chance to go see it at a private party. 
and we paid and went to that event and it's, it was late so we were really exhausted we flew in uh, late that night and went straight to the party but it was a phenomenal experience i've been wanting to do that for years uh, there's been a couple of events i've missed uh, that that like tables wonderland have had a couple of events where you can have a meal inside the great movie ride but we were able to go in and just take our time walking through and they actually had they'd paid for uh some streetmosphere characters kind of blended into the the ride itself also so they they had most of the scenes going uh cycling through which funny funny note uh, so you go through and you you, you take all the pictures you want as, as you leave that room and go to the next room you can't back up so a lot of the photographer type people were just like really dragging like me i was i probably took a thousand pictures but um there was this one moment in if you're familiar with the great movie ride in mary poppins scene uh we all were, were stragglers kind of there's about 10 of us straggling behind taking photographs and and we're all sitting there taking pictures of um, you know mary and bert up on the the rooftop and it just got quiet like what the heck what's going on and I, and I realized oh it's waiting for some kind of a, a sick you know a, a motion sensor so I ran forward activated the motion sensor ran back and then activated the scene again so it was pretty interesting how the technology was still kind of active uh, while we were there but that being said uh, it's definitely as I get close-ups of some of these uh, animatronics they were definitely you know hitting their age uh, showing their age for sure um, so yeah it's old technology um, but We'll miss it because it's kind of embracing our past, our movie past. But, you know, progress and everything. So we're just kind of moving forward. Um, so anyway, Dave, uh, if, you, if you wanted me to tell you how this show came about, uh, Dave had the idea. I think he wrote it and took a, a copious notes. <laughs> and we, we took his notes and like, this is excellent. And then we threw him <laughs> in the trash. So I think, yeah. <laughs> I think Dave. I think Dave went on the ride and then it wrote his doctoral dissertation on the great movie ride and said, "Hey guys, I got a great idea for a show topic, but I'm not going to be on it. It will take you two and a half hours at least to just get through the first half of it. So good luck." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I felt like Sam the Eagle. You know, it's like <laughs> it's going to be a beautiful three-hour <laughs> presentation. <laughs> Sam, you got two and a half minutes. Uh, but yeah, so we just kind of took a spin on that, that concept and, you know, this show is kind of like an amalgam of that. Uh, all three of us, I guess, are going to put forth what we feel like would have been a good representation of Disney legacy, uh, movies that we could ride through for maybe a potential great movie ride 2.0 or, or the Mickey dudes, great movie ride, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think, Dave, we love you very much, and we're not making fun of you behind your back because you're going to hear this and it will be right in front of you, so it's okay. And, um, <laughs> but, you know, I think the way we like to do things here at the Mickey Dudes is we like to make it our own. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So after the three of us go through our movies, we may have a great movie ride 2.0. We'll have about nine different movies, nine different scenes, and see what we come up with. Obviously, Mine are going to be way out there and different, but they all make sense to me. And since I couldn't care less that the Great Movie Ride closed, and I couldn't care even lesser, if that's even the way to say it, about Ellen's Energy Universe of Energy closing, <laughs> you know, this is going to be a great show. But before we start that, let me just get a word in from our sponsors. When I was down in Disney World over or last week, one of the great things was I did get to hang out with Dave and we were able to go over to Revive in the Magic Kingdom. And I'm telling you right now, Jeff, 
Joffrey's Revive Kiosk, that Arnold Palmer cooler, thank you so much for that recommendation. It's 90 degrees out. Hit, head over to Revive and get the Arnold Palmer cooler. It is uh, iced black iced tea, and it is uh, mixed with iced, um, iced lemonade. Holy cow. It was one of the best drinks I had all week by far. So I enjoyed hanging out with Dave. I love the fact that we got to, got to go over to the Joffrey's kiosk. So, guys, if you're in the Magic Kingdom, hit up, hit up Revive. If you're anywhere on the Disney parks, find a kiosk. There's going to be a drink to cool you off. Also, if you are in the market for DVC, save thousands of dollars. Head over to DVCResaleMarket.com. Let Nick and the team take care of you like family. He's part of ours. They're part of ours. Let them help you out when you're trying to buy some DVC points. If you're a first-time buyer or you're just adding on points, DVC Resale Market is the way to go. Visit them over at DVCResaleMarket.com. All right, gents. Real quick. So definitely about the Joffreys. I agree. That's bottom. Perfect. The DVC thing. So we're all, a couple of us are owners. Uh, there's some things that DVC owners know, but a lot of the public doesn't know. Uh, for instance, there's only one DVC property on California coast, uh, Grand Californian. Um, w- I've tried for five years to get in there and it's impossible unless you own points there. So I'm considering actually buying aftermarket points just so I can actually book it in the 11 month window. So those are kind of the things to think about when you're buying uh, resale points. And, and absolutely. And if you go over to the website at dbcresalemarket.com, you'll see all the latest listings. And the Grand Californian does pop up and it, it will obviously save you a lot of money. And Jeff, you're 100% right to get in on that 11 month window. You know, I'll never be able to go over there. Same idea. Some of you people that want to get into Animal Kingdom, they have a concierge level. Unless you're an 11 month owner at Animal Kingdom, you're never getting the concierge level. Um, but that's something that you could think about when you're buying. Have any questions, head over there, see what they got to say. They'll answer anything you want to know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Actually, I should just say gentlemen. You two are here. I shouldn't really go through the whole <laughs> spiel. Um, you know, when, yeah, well, so, see, <laughs> see, I already proved the idiots. You know, you're surrounded by me, Stephen. So there's one idiot. You know, Je- <laughs> Je- Jeff, is, Jeff is still pretty smart, so we can't really go there. Um, let's start <laughs> off tonight's topic. So, Stephen, I'm going to go with you, then I'll go to Jeff, and then I'll go to myself. And we'll just go around the table, three rounds. You're going to pick the movie that you'd put in the Great Movie Ride 2.0 and the scene that you would pick from that movie to put in. You could give us a little reason why or why you decided that, and we'll go for there, have a nice little discussion, and the wraps show up. All right, sound good? Good stuff. No problem. All right, Stephen, hit me with your best shot. Pat Benatar, she's awesome. Okay, uh, great movie ride. Was an iconic ride in the, the park, but it's it's lived way past what it was. Even with the, the reconstruction a few years back, they never did enough actually to to hold my interest in it. And I know I have done it in the past, and I have done it the last time I was there. But uh, even when everybody else went on it the last time, I ditched it and went to Star Tours instead. Smart man. <laughs> I just shows you how much. Actually, was so in the, the living of a Star Star Wars and Star Tours, which I, I ditched the movie ride for. Mine is the first film, and it's going to be Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, probably voted as one of the best Star Wars films uh, out of the the saga. 
uh, it really sort of brought everything home. So the first iconic scene that really is going to be there is when you drive through and you drive into Cloud City and uh, you see a huge expanse of all the lights within Cloud City and a stanchion sticking out where you see Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker hanging over the edge. This is just where Darth Vader's going down on Luke and saying, this is everything about the dark side. He wants him to try and go across. And then he finally comes out with the words, says, yes, I am your father. And Luke's going, no, <laughs> no, you're not, no. And with that, is one of the the biggest lines in Star Wars history. Uh, just to, to bring that out, and you're driving through, and there's the ex- just the expanse of it. This is you actually here. Looks at a shout, no, just before he he falls down into Cloud City, uh, right the way through into one of the garbage con- disposals. Uh, I picked this just because it is one of the biggest moments in Star Wars and obviously Star Wars being probably the biggest franchise that Disney have got just now uh, definitely bigger than Marvel uh, coming through and I just think that with Star Wars there's no end to it this isn't it has to be within yeah I I love it I I love the pick of the movie I love the pick of the scene and everybody anybody that's really a Star Wars fan and I'm not even saying you have to be the world's largest Star Wars fan but anybody that's a Star Wars fan knows the exact scene you're talking about. And we could all visualize Luke's face at that point in time because he looks so like, oh, my God, I, I'm, I'm going to die. I want to kill my – and obviously he jumps <laughs> off. He, you know, he's got no hand and all that. But I really thought you would pick the scene like it would be really, really cold and, you know <clears> – <throat> Luke was knocked out or whatever, and they had to keep him inside the what was that the Bantha like to be warm. Tom, you know, Tom. So, oh Tom Tom, there we go. And <laughs> that's what you had to do. You get you, everybody's in like a ride and they're walking through and they got to walk through like this. You know, <laughs> Tom Tom's guts just to you know. Nah, it's not a good scene. <laughs> At least yeah, exactly warm, make anyway. the room like negative five, and then you have to get slime to get out. That'd be perfect. Yeah, I mean, and you thought they smelled <laughs> bad in the outside. You know. It's right. Uh, both of those scenes would work. Uh, I would, I would, I would plus it by saying if we went with Steven's uh, scene, we could have a severed uh, hand dangling down holding a lightsaber. I think that'd be really cool. <laughs> well, this is la- slap yeah. something in the face, ladies and gentlemen. This is why we are not Imagineers. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, Jeff, give me your first movie. Okay, so I uh, th- obviously, if anybody tries this exercise you'll find you know it's, it's a really tough thing to do especially if you're a Disney fan uh, so what I, I culled my list down and I focused on three movies uh, that were iconic in nature but but also kind of uh, have epic connection personal connections uh, to them uh, so they've become kind of cult following ish so they kind of have long longevity if you put them in a ride uh, so the first one I pick um, is a musical, uh, so it's, and it's called It's Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard of it, uh, but it's what I picture. And if you're especially if you're attaching yourself to a musical, you pick the most iconic song in the movie, and that's out there. 
Uh, it's, the song's named Out There, and it's it's very iconic. It's when uh, Quasimodo is on the, the top of Notre Dame, and he's he's just uh, really getting into the, the music and wishing he was down there, out there with the, the people. And um, But it's the most iconic scene from the movie, so I don't know if you would have him kind of perched on top of Notre Dame, and or if we're seeing from his perspective out across Paris or whatever, uh, but it's it's a very iconic uh, moment. Um, there was some uh, Notre Dame hunchback um, scene, or there's some hunchback um, activity that was in presence in the parks back when it was. They had a little show called Feast of Fools in MGM. I was fortunate enough to get to see it before it got killed, but it was just a temporary thing. I think they even brought it from Disneyland, to be honest with you. But it, it right now the the uh, show that's at Magic Kingdom at the end of the day called Happily Ever After. There's one little glimmer of Hunchback that they show in that in that show, and they project it on the the castle, and people go nuts for that. So I just know it's it's. And I love the movie, and it's just one of those iconic things. Um, so anyway, that I think that would be pretty uh, pretty spectacular. Yeah, I I did actually toy with um, with putting something in with Hunchback because I think I agree with what you're saying. I think it's a, it's definitely under an underrated film. It's it's a very good film, and I think that people would absolutely enjoy it. And you know, I'm thinking of you know, what was the title of that song, Jeff? Out there. Yeah, out there, out there. Yeah, okay. So I'm thinking in my head right now, when you guys did the good, better, and and best show that went out last week, you guys were all way out there, like on another planet, <laughs> to put the Polynesian as the only the good out of the three i told you i was going to bring this up and i had to find a way to just make it and put it in there and that's how i did it you guys are all way out there you're nuts i don't want to talk to you i don't know you but speaking of the polynesian and ohana i'm gonna go with my first movie okay my first movie that i would put into the great movie ride our mickey dude's great movie ride would be lilo and stitch okay now, for any of you that know me um, or have seen anything about me, I actually have Ohana tattooed around my right wrist. Okay, See, look, I'm showing the guys right now. See, that says Ohana around it. And, um, <laughs> you know, Ohana means family, and family never gets left behind. And I think that's a great opening scene. And the opening scene of Lilo and Stitch with Hawaiian roller coaster ride, I think, is a great setup. You could have palm trees and water and you could have like you uh lilo and stitch and the family frolicking and that's really what you know life is about life is a roller coaster ride and you know i think that it's very family is very important and walt disney world brings families closer together so i think this would be a perfect way to start a ride you know you're gonna go on an adventure you're gonna go on a journey you're gonna go on this roller coaster ride called life See, I can get deep in everything. It's amazing. The depths of my mind. Steven, I may I may I may not be an idiot. I don't know. Or maybe everybody on the other line or other side of this is saying, "Oh my god, Pat is such an idiot." Either way, it's okay. Ignorance is bliss. I don't know who you're thinking that right now. So, it's all right. It's definitely getting deep in I, here. <laughs> do I do, do I got to pull up my boots? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> All right, so that that's my first scene. I love Lilo and Stitch. Um, I kind of brainwashed my youngest child, uh, Aiden. He has Stitch everything, Stitch shirts. He has four or five stuffed animals of Stitch. Uh, he just loves it. So, you know, I, I, I think I'm doing it right. All right, Steven. It's a huge draw is, is Stitch in the parks. I mean, 
the amount of folk that actually are wondering about with stitch hats and stitch plushies and stuff like that it really is it's a, a huge huge draw and obviously you know but the, the rumor is obviously they're going to shut down uh, the stitch ride as well uh, i think it i'm not saying it was going to be a mistake but it's it's definitely out there that they should have something for stitch yeah in the park. And, that, and that's the funny thing i made sure i went on that just in case <laughs> You know, I didn't go on the great movie ride, didn't go on Ellen's energy adventure, but I made sure I rode the stitch ride. Uh, so um, that's my I'm warped. I am so far out there. It is ridiculous. But anyway, you know, it's kind of funny. And I'll admit this Lilo and Stitch. It's not the greatest of movies. It's not going to stand. It's it's not going to stand up against Hunchback. It's not going to stand up against Star Wars. It's not going to stand up against a lot of movies. But for some reason, the, the story itself has hit home. With me and, you know, with obviously a lot of people, because you're absolutely right, Stephen, you know, they sell a ton of merchandise with it. And obviously with the Polynesian being my home resort in DVC, I absolutely love seeing Stitch all over the place. So, all right, Stephen, give me your second movie for the Mickey Dudes Great Movie Red. Yep, second one coming up. Uh, I just seem to be going along the same sort of route as the Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. It's Pirates of the Caribbean. And again, it's the second film for that. Uh, Dead Man's Chest. Johnny Depp just plays a, a great role, and obviously he was sort of shoehorned into the Pirates of the Caribbean ride as well. But the sort of the bit that I'm going to sh- talk about is the bit where he's all painted up with all his eyes uh, painted in his face. He's given eight sets of eyes, <laughs> you know, painted his face. Obviously, oh, sort of yeah. the headlocks and the hat and the natives are all chasing after him but he's on this giant big sort of hamster wheel sort of thing and he's on top of that and he's running along to the top of that and and making that go to try and propel himself in this giant big wheel away from the natives as they're chasing him with their spears to try and get him and going from one extreme to the other where you know at the beginning of the film obviously he's this god that everybody is bowing down to and he thinks he's fantastic he actually all of a sudden this is they absolutely hate him they just want to kill him and he's on this giant big hamster wheel traversing across the land just before he gets to the the, the end of the, the sort of cliff and then he jumps off I, I just think with the face with the eyes and obviously just the, the fun element of that uh, I just think that it's really really funny uh, and I think it fit in really well there. I actually toyed with the idea of I'm actually jumping off just before he gets to the cliff and doing one of the, the sort of interactive bits with the, the sort of gondola that goes round, actually jumping on so that you were part of the, the show and you're going from one one ride bit into the, the, the next sort of scene. Uh, a bit like uh, the, the bit where Indiana, Indiana Jones with the yeah. guys that are running about just now in the, the, well, the party ride but uh, a wee bit more interactive with actors as well No, this is a great idea, Stephen uh, I don't know if, if it's because uh, my family and I uh, we had kids and that was kind of like as our kids were old enough to start appreciating those kind of movies and we could watch, let them watch it uh, we've watched them all grow, as they grew up uh, but I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Disneyland they made they converted their Tom Sawyer Island into Pirates Lair, and in 2009, our very first visit to Disneyland, I made I don't know I plotted out this goofy movie 
idea, but I had our kids uh, go through the Pirates Lair, and I made, you know, edited it into a, a little short movie. But there is that that hamster wheel you're talking yeah. about. It's literally skeleton bones, and uh-huh. you know, you can actually in Disneyland you can get in that that crazy thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. And so we, I, I did some. Anyway, we had a good time. It was, but no, those movies have a special meaning to us too. Like I said, maybe it's just a, it's because our kids and us bonded with it. But, but uh, it, it's totally uh, legit. I think it's uh, bringing these uh, films all together. Uh, I mean, you get Star Wars. You get so many of them. You get so many of the Pirates of the Caribbean. It is, it's huge films and huge franchises that actually should be put in these sort of rides to actually elongate you know what they're actually about because you wouldn't have five and six and seven films about a specific element without them being good and i know obviously as the pirates ones have gone on they're diluting a wee bit but in the same way they're still great to watch and they're good fun yeah yeah totally agree here's the funny thing when um before when we were talking before the show started and you said Pirates of the Caribbean I just assumed you were going with the first one but going with the second one and going with that scene that's phenomenal because as soon as you brought it up brought a big smile to my face and I started laughing because that it's a great scene so you you could do a lot of a lot of things with it so bravo on that choice there Stephen well done Jeff give me a number two for you okay so like I said I try to focus on movies that are have become cultish cult following um and i did definitely want to represent some sort of live action yet have a little bit of i don't know kind of scare to it so there's like i don't know because the current great movie ride had a little scare component to it you know addressing horror movies so i thought okay well hocus pocus uh a lot of us really love hocus pocus the sanders following the sanderson sisters the three witches and, you know, obviously Disney re- uh, acknowledges that with the uh, special show at the, the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party now. But the scene I was envisioning was the f- scene they call it just the We Fly scene. And it's when they all decide to fly in, uh, take off, and then they're going to come attack the kids and try to grab the, the spell book that the kids stole. And... Uh, I guess what I envision is just as simple as that. It's, it's literally them flying across in front of us, you know, and you don't know. It's kind of like instead of Tarzan swinging back and forth, it'd be them swinging <laughs> back over our heads, I guess, you know. So that's kind of what I had in mind, just something to help represent maybe something a little a little bit scary, you know, not, not too <laughs> intense. That's kind of like what Hocus Pocus is, you know. So it's family-friendly or whatever. But uh, that's kind of what I had in mind. I love it. <laughs> it. You know, here's the thing, if you guys, if you haven't seen that movie, Jeff's Jeff's spot on with that. It's a cult kind of movie, and it's got a really big following. Obviously, with Mickey's Not So Scary, they wouldn't put that show up there if obviously there wasn't a following. But I, I'm just envisioning the kids as, as the witches come in, like the smaller kids, maybe your five year old. They're just freaking out because <laughs> these witches are flying over their head and they're reaching down at them. That'd be hysterical. I have yeah. I have issues. Very, very large issues. <laughs> Actually, who am I kidding? I'd probably be screaming, get away. No. Um, so with my second movie, I, I kind of went with the idea of a little bit freaky and scary, too. I went with Pinocchio. All right. Now, you're all thinking, Pinocchio, that's not that scary. But it's a puppet 
Puppets are freaky. Okay, if you just, they're like clowns. They're freaky. But <laughs> this this song, I, I've got no strings. But like, literally, have Pinocchio and have him look like an animatronic, but have be a real person and have the strings above them, and then all of a sudden. The strings disappear, and he just starts walking towards you, dancing and singing, and Geppetto's in the background. and <laughs> it, it would be really freaky, but, you know, I don't know. I'm weird. Halloween Horror Nights, I think. I don't really know why, but I was just like, yeah, that would be such a good scene. You know, Pinocchio's just dancing around, then he comes right at the car and starts singing, and his nose grows and hits you in the face or something. I don't know. <laughs> Again, folks, this is this is why I'm not an Imagineer. Oh, I think it'd be great to bring back Pleasure Island, like a throwback to all the people that are mourning the loss of Pleasure Island from uh, Downtown Disney, and then uh, you know, seeing the, the the kids halfway turning into donkeys. You know, <laughs> be, be awesome. See, perfect. Aww. We so we. <laughs> Yeah, we so can work that scene out. That'd be, that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not the only one with issues. <laughs> Speaking of issues, Stephen, <laughs> give me your last one of the Mickey Dudes Great Movie Ride. I don't know how easy this would be, like pan out, and oh, like like any of ours really <laughs> were easy to pan out. Don't worry about it. You're just following in the following the way we're going anyway. So no big deal. Uh. This one you would you would come in initially and it, it'd be just animation, you know. You would you're flying into uh, the ballroom and Beauty and the Beast, and you see the animated Beast and Belle going round in her yellow dress underneath the chandelier. And as you traverse round, it turns from animation into the real life uh, Beauty and the Beast, which was out earlier on this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think that the transition of that it would actually have folk have their, their jaw drop in relation to that. How easy it would be, I don't know, but uh, that's not for me to worry about. <laughs> that's for, that's for, the, that's that's for right. the engineers and all that to worry about. I just imagine the, the scene and they can bring it in and they're blasting out uh, the song over the top of it, Beauty and the Beast. You know, tail is old as time, you know. Uh, it might take his tail as old as time to actually get this up and running, but uh, I just think that's one of the, the best scenes right the way through it. And obviously one of the, the first sort of CGI sort of things that they did with the animation, you know, with the, the chandelier coming down, you know, with the, the camera yeah. angle. Uh, and with the new one with Emma Watson, not the best of films you know, to take from it, but that scene has just followed right the way through uh, my life. And it's really, really good. And I just think that would be a huge film to actually have in uh, ride. Oh yeah, I mean Mickey's Feel Her Magic. That's that's the best scene in, yeah. in that in that movie. So I I hear what you're saying. If if you could make that like have a, some magic moment where it just parts and all of a sudden it turns real. Yeah, that I agree. Be, that would be awesome, and I love the movie. But I'm going to go on a little small little rant here, Jeff, before we get to you on your third one. <laughs> so last week, <laughs> la- last, last week when uh, I was in Walt Disney World, we went to Be Our Guest. Now, Be Our Guest, we went for lunch. Great, quick service dining plan. Fantastic. It's one of the better deals that you can get for um, your, your, your quick serve for the day. And, you know, my wife and I, because we have 1,800 kids, um, instead of getting DVC, instead of getting like a two bedroom, we get two studios and it's actually cheaper and they were right across the hall from each other. So it's fine. And you know, so we get two different dining plans. And the first time we went to be our guest, 
you know, my food came out with two of our children and we're eating and they're like, oh, food's going to be right out. Food's going to be right out. And half an hour later, food's still not out. One manager comes over, two managers come over. They can't figure it out. And they're like, oh, we thought you all got your food because we saw you eating. And we're like, oh my goodness gracious, great balls of fire. We kept telling you we didn't have our food. So they they were very nice. They gave us fast passes and all this stuff for our time. It was fantastic. They were all nice and nice. So stupid us, be our guest. We try again. Guess what? Same thing happened. Second time we're there, same exact thing happened. And we talked to two managers and they said the exact same thing. Oh, be right out, be right out. So finally I stopped them and I said, guys, I said, I told you this happened five days ago because they said, we'll, just, we'll have, give you some fast passes. I pulled out paper fast passes that we had already. I said, you've already done this for us because you've done this now twice. So be our guest. I'm going to tell you this. The food, very good for a quick serve. But I'm telling you this right now, their service, uh, I don't know if they really want you to be their guest. They may want to, yeah. they may want to be like, <laughs> all right, get out. See you later. Adios. So that's my little rant. But again, food is great. It's a good deal on the dining plan, but if you're on two separate dining plans, just make sure you keep pushing the issue because if not, for whatever reason, I even said it to the managers, their their system doesn't see it as two separate ones, and that's where the problem comes in. So it's a glitch in the system, but whatever. I'll get that booked for later on as well, and it's an 8 o'clock start for breakfast, Mm -hmm. but it is just a quick service we're on, so hopefully it'll run a wee bit better than that. Uh, Did you pre-book your stuff or... Did you just go in? No, nah, we went in and did it from when we got in there. So, you know, it was where they had it. And even like they even had the the receipts and they were on the table and they kept looking at them and they're like, oh, yeah, it's coming. They go back in the kitchen. It wasn't there. That was the glitch. I, I don't know. Whatever. But they uh, the second time they didn't give us fast passes. They just comped our entire meals, which was nice. So I was, I was happy. Free, free meals are always good for me. All right. Especially <laughs> with 18 kids. <laughs> exactly. All right, Jeff, give me your final one. Okay, so I feel like I need... Part of me feels like I need to represent Pixar a little bit. And if I'm representing Pixar, I'm going to go in with my favorite Pixar movie, and that's The Incredibles. Um, Obviously, it's got kind of a cult following, too. It's kind of an off-breed. Not not a lot of people are going to pick that as their favorite, but the fact that it's... It, once again, it's that family atmosphere. It represents family. Um, and they're getting ready to make an Incredibles too. So they obviously see the value in that movie. But the scene I would pick would be the first time that the family all team up against uh, Syndrome's uh, robots on the on Syndrome's island. And and I thought that was just that's just the perfect iconic scene. Everybody was complaining up till now. Uh, nobody was getting along, and that was the first time they all gelled and got together and, and worked as a team. Um, I thought it was kind of jungly, so I thought it'd be perfect to, like, if you're going to get rid of the Tarzan scene, it'd be just, like, insert the Incredibles in Smart. there. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So hey, that that was my representation of, uh, like, the Pixar brand. Yeah, you know, I, I like it, and I, I agree with you. I think it's the it's it's a somewhat unheralded movie when it comes to the Pixar's. Um, it's not one of the giants. It's not Toy Story or things of that nature. But you know, I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. It definitely is, and I, I'm very, very excited for Incredibles two whenever it comes out. Who knows? Um, isn't that slated for two? Is that slated for 2018 or is it slated for 2019? 
Yeah. Don't get me started. I have no idea. They they keep shuffling them. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. We'll see. It will come out sooner rather than later. All right. So for my (laughs) final movie for the Mickey Dude's Great Movie Ride. Now I went with Roller Coaster Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride first from Lilo and Stitch. Life is a little bit of a roller coaster. I've got no strings to hold me down. You know, pretty much make your own choices. You know, nothing's holding you down. Do what you got to do. Be you. And then finally, my last one, I'm going with Oliver and Company. Now, granted, it's about a cat and the big city, and he hangs out with a dog, and they commit some petty crimes and things of that nature and steal some stuff. But it, that's not what I'm, where I'm going with this. But the fi- the big scene for Oliver and Company <laughs> is, you know, why should I worry? And Billy Joel is Dodger, and, you know, obviously – Billy Joel singing, I love Billy Joel. But that's exactly, why should I worry? You're in Disney World, why should you worry? So you could have a huge scene of New York and you are a big city. Uh, I wouldn't say it's New York because Dave lives there. I don't want to do that. So so let's say Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> Chicago. Go Tim. Tim likes Chicago. So, um, so, and I like Tim better than Dave. So we'll say it's Chicago and Chicago is huge and there's this gigantic city and there's scenes and there's cars going by and you're making your way through the cars and why should I worry he's playing in the background and you got a cat and a dog and they're coming with you and I think it, you're just set right in the music and right in the it's like a music video I think it's a great way to you know really end the end the ride itself you know go on your day don't worry about anything because what I've realized is you know life is a little bit short and if you worry about everything and every little thing and it it takes away from those moments of family it takes away of those moments where you should be smiling i've seen it way too many times down in disney world and dave and i recorded live um, when we were down there together and i it was an awful day like my family went through just so much just stupid stupid stuff and we just had a really bad day in disney world and that's what made me think of this song and when that show comes out you'll get the whole story um it was one of the times with you know be our guest um but the idea that don't worry about the small stuff all right you know be a family be together stay off your phones take some pictures then put it away and just enjoy the time you have with your family don't worry about the other stuff because when you're in the bubble that's what I found, and this is why I love Disney so much, is that, you know, I don't have to worry about the outside world for while I'm there. For nine days when I was there last week, it was just fun, except that one day. And the bed was broken, and, oh, for, oh God, it was a nightmare. But <laughs> yeah, every every year I go down, and I don't know what happens. We always, you know, the beds are broken, so I, I, it makes no sense. Um, but, you know, once you, you like – we were waiting for a bus or we were waiting for the boat and you know you're you just look around you and you're like wow look where i am it's much better than a day at work it's much better than a day you know in the office or the day in the hospital because somebody is sick or because a family member is sick whatever don't worry about it when you're at disney world why should you worry you know what have fun be with your family have a good time all right, so I think, you know, if we put together those nine scenes from Star Wars to Oliver and Company, we have a pretty fantastic ride, and it's diverse as anything. So, you know, take Wizard of Oz, forget that, who needs that? Take Alien, eh, who needs that? You know, take Singing in the Rain, eh, who needs that? Casablanca, pff, nobody's ever even heard of that movie, it stinks. So, 
when you <laughs> just kidding so before i get hate mail i know they're all really good movies um you know but put our nine in and do you know the great movie ride 2.0 and i think we got a hit here gentlemen what do you guys think you like it yep i think it's very diverse as you said there's loads of things in it there's music there's space science fiction there's animation the whole lot there's, there's freaky puppets so. <laughs> all right so gentlemen that is our show for this evening that is our great movie ride 2.0 the mickey dudes great movie ride so when this comes out if you'd like to send us any mail or tweets that were crazy gentlemen where can they find you on the interwebs steven yeah you can get me an sjm disney on twitter and steven james maxwell on facebook Jeff? Sure, you can find me at BrainDud92 on Twitter, and I'm starting a new website. Uh, it's called PatHasIssues.com. <laughs> I think I think my wife started that one a while ago. <laughs> um, hey, everybody out there, um, obviously, if you can, if you're not following Jeff yet, follow Jeff, because it's a lot of fun all of a sudden to just, Jeff's like, oh, I'm going for a weekend at Disney, and he puts up some funny funny pictures <laughs> and his stories that go along with them are pretty fantastic so please make sure you're following them all right and ladies and gentlemen you can follow me at daily walt disney on twitter you can follow me at pat Gennetti on facebook you can follow all of us on twitter at the mickey dudes head over to the mickeydudes.com to see some amazing original blog content i have enough pictures and stories to write blogs for weeks i know you guys are all counting on that because nobody else writes them but that's quite all right <laughs> Please make sure you go over and visit our sponsors. Get the world's greatest coffee at joffreys.com. And if you're in the market for DVC, you want to save thousands, head over to dvcresalemarket.com and get a quote and see their listings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, if you have issues like me, it's quite all right. It makes us unique. It makes us fun. It makes us one of the reasons why we love Disney so much. On that note, everybody have a good night. See you next You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about the clap. Oh, whatever. Forget it.